Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast. Hot Takes Wednesday edition. Yes, we are back once again to talk through some big social media hot takes from the Formula One world. And of course, joining me back from holiday, fresh faced as always, looks about 17. (laughs) It's Tom Bellingham. Hello. Welcome back. Happy to be back. Yeah. Uh, enjoyed just putting my feet up while you guys were on the level 8,000 hype train on Twitch when all the Piastri drama was kicking off. Um, But yeah, it's good to be back so I can have some opinions again. You didn't have opinions when you were on holiday. You just lost all of your opinions. Yeah, Yeah, just annoying my wife with them, just just being Twitch Tommy, just randomly shouting F1 hot takes. Oh, God. Twitch Tommy (laughs) came out in your household. I'm so sorry to... To, to katie your wonderful wife but um <laughs> right what we're gonna do we've got six pre-selected hot takes uh, that we're gonna dive into and then we're gonna go to the live twitch chat we're live on twitch right now if you want to watch us live rather than listen to us on audio then you can come and join us wtf1 official and we can get and you can get involved that way as well so uh yeah come join us uh we're doing lots of live streams lots of reactive stuff as well uh, so yeah wtf1 official on twitch right here we go then it's the first hot take of the evening. And I haven't seen them, by the way. Tommy knows. Tommy's seen them. Oh. I haven't. I don't know which one this is. This might be the one that Tommy wished was supposed to be the last one. Either <laughs> way, the first hot hot take. No, not Katie Fairman. That's another Katie is Tommy's, <laughs> Tommy's wife. Here we go. First hot take of the evening is... Lance Stroll is one of the most underrated drivers on the grid with a pole position and multiple podiums without ever having a top car. And that comes in from poet underscore game. Minus five. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So remember how we grade this is one is you don't agree with this hot take at all. Five, you agree with it a lot. I do not agree with this in one, one bit, really. I don't think he's underrated. I I will put my hands up and say fair enough. Genuinely. He has had some great performances a few years ago. Obviously, Turkey, when he had pole position that time and potentially could have won, but obviously didn't. And it all kind of went a little bit wrong for him, didn't it? (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. But generally speaking, I think Lance has gone off the boil a little bit. He was pretty decent. As I said, picking up some random results. If it's a crazy race, he was there. He was getting podiums in, in, you know, races that you maybe wouldn't expect him to do that. So fair enough. And I think he is genuinely a good driver, but... To say he's underrated and one of the most underrated drivers on the grid, I think is a big stretch. I don't think Mm. he's been particularly good this year in particular. I wish we hadn't done this one first because I wanted to like, I wanted to build myself up for some savage. No, just go in. I'm going in already. I think that Lance Stroll is one of those drivers that people just think they're quirky by going, oh, he's so underrated because people get annoyed at him. And people get annoyed at him because obviously he's paid his way in but i think he's one of those drivers that he probably does deserve to be in like an aston martin team where he's sort of middle of the road kind of he's as the kids would call mid he's very mid um <laughs> that's when you know but, we're getting old Tommy. yeah, right? yeah. we say that's what the, the, ki- kids, the kids would say um but the thing that one thing is i actually researched into this uh, I, had a, I had a quick look and i was like Oh, just just for fairness, I'll I'll look at Lance Stroll's career and see if I'm maybe you know washed. underrating him, and I'm washed, and he is the greatest of all time. He's looking at his results; he's actually worse than I thought he was. Um, 
which is quite savage, I know. Um, 2017, uh, th- this whole theory that he's got multiple podiums and, oh, he's always there in a in a crazy race and gets on the podium. He has three podiums. One of them was 2017 Azerbaijan when literally everyone could have won. And yes, fair play to him. He kept he it on the there. road. Hulkenberg, yeah. that is like fair play stroll. Great result, especially in your rookie season. Well done, you hun, as Katie would say. But where Twitch Tommy's coming out, and I'm going to drop some opinions of my own here. The 2020 Racing Point was a brilliant car. A brilliant car. And I will... I will go on record and call me washed, whatever. Lewis Hamilton or Max Verstappen are easily getting about seven or eight podiums in that car, finishing third in the title. And Lance Stroll finished 11th in the championship in that car, which I think was a, like when Perez got the hang of it at the end, you saw how good that car car was. And his podiums came at Monza, where, in my opinion, he should he basically got presented with a chance to win that race. And I'd argue that he actually bottled the race mm. <laughs> because because he got the free tire change, didn't he? And was basically on the front row against Gasly in a very good car. Oh, that's finished... the biggest bottle in the yeah, history exactly. of time. So that's one of his podiums of that year. And then the only other podium he scored that year was Sakir. And Sergio Perez won that race from last and Stroll finished third. So what does that say? There you go. Tommy's a Stroll hater. We <laughs> love it. Oh, my days. Yeah, it's it's fair. I think he's he, not des- a, he's, he yeah. deserves to be in Formula One. I don't think you could just say he is a pay driver and doesn't have any skill. You know, no. When you look, for example, this year, he's not getting trounced by Vettel. Like Vettel's had a few good performances, but generally speaking, Stroll is there or thereabouts against a four-time champ. Yeah, Seb's probably not at his peak right now and Stroll definitely should be, but it's not like he's two, three seconds off the pace and this you know labelled pay driver that a lot of people call him. On the other hand, I don't think you can really say that he is one of the most underrated drivers of the grid. I would put him just above Latifi in the sense of you know, he's kind of on the edge of yeah, you know, I can see him doing all right in a team, but he's not anything special. Um, he's one yeah, of those drivers it's, it's good like that you listed it out. Yeah, he's one of those drivers, in my opinion, that I'd I'd rate him alongside of the the kind of midfielders that come and go, like a Gutierrez or a Marcus Ericsson or something like that, where they're certainly not bad drivers. Um, but, but you wouldn't I think miss that, them. No, if and they I think the left. Yeah, exactly. And I think the frustration with Stroll's career comes at if he left you'd be like right you're not the worst driver in the world but it's probably like a Giovinazzi where you're like right it's time to give someone else a go now and I think the frustration with Stroll comes at the fact that you know he's going to be in that seat for the rest of time when realistically his his performances haven't deserved it Uh, yeah I think as well his you know he's had a few great moments as we mentioned I think the fact that his dad owns the team has a negative impact on his performance quite significantly. You know, he's doesn't seem to enjoy F1. <laughs> he doesn't seem to enjoy F1. It seems like he's living his dad's dream. If anything, like, he is a talented driver. You wouldn't be in formula one and performing at that level if you weren't talented, but how do you wake up in the morning and push hard to be the absolute best athlete you can be? Unless one, you have the hunger to win a million world titles, which I don't think he particularly does. And then two, knowing that your job's never going to be at risk because your dad's 
paying you and your dad's hiring you. So I can understand why he may lack potential um, motivation when it comes to to being the best driver he can be. But hey, look, I mean, he's just driving F1 cars for a living. I'm sure he's absolutely fine with that as a, as a job and to travel the world and have a, have a good time. Uh, as for the poll, <laughs> 69%, nice, have voted one. Overwhelming amount uh, have said that it is uh, they do not agree with this particular take from Poet Game. Um, but fair play, you know, thank you for your submission, all the same Poet Game. Um, but Lance Stroll is washed. I think we can uh, <laughs> fully and absolutely uh, agree with that. I agree with this take from Mark Boots in our Twitch chat that says Lance had one race that made us think he was maybe underrated, but actually that made a race that race made us overrate him a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, yeah totally. Agree. Very good point. Very good point indeed. Okay. Should we move on to hot take number two? You're supposed to say yes, Tommy. Are you yeah, go on then. I, I... Tommy, you have to think about the audio listeners here that have <laughs> no, not I... seen you nod <laughs> and that you muted yourself. I, I clicked the wrong button. <laughs> right. Tommy, are you ready for hot take number two? Go on then. Oh, go on. Then. Go on. Then. Here we go then. Comes in from Hi, my name is Walks, and it is. Logan Sargent racing for Williams wouldn't increase support for F1 in America for longer than a handful of races. Agreed. Really? Yeah, definitely. American Americans don't want to watch. Uh, th- like th- they'll enjoy the novelty of him. Mm. They'll enjoy the novelty of him being in Formula One and having American. But I was thinking about this, and one one thing you said to me when you went to Miami and you you asked me who's the one that everyone was cheering and it was Max Verstappen. The win. They like winners. Yeah. They like winners. They loved Hamilton. They love Max now. They probably love... In, um, you know, in 2006 or whatever, when we raced India, I know it was after the, the dreadful uh, USA 2005 nightmare and stuff, but... Was everyone in Scott Speed merchandise? No, I was going to say Scott Speed, yeah. <laughs> or were they in Michael really Schumacher hats? No, they were in Michael Schumacher hats. So really they want they want winners, and I don't I don't think someone finishing thirteenth in a Williams is going to particularly excite them. It'd be good mm. for Formula One a bit and to have a home hero, even like Rossi, right? Rossi came in, and it wasn't like Cota went absolutely mad when Alexander Rossi was in the manor. <laughs> yeah. So, it, yeah, it's a shame. I think yeah, it's an interesting point, really, because I think, to be fair, hi, my name is Walks, who uh, submitted this, has pretty much probably nailed it on the head. I, I thought, now that you know, looking at it, I was actually kind of of the, of the opinion it would be good for for the you know the US market to have uh, to have someone that is a US driver racing in Formula One. But then the the big point is that they'd be racing for Williams and. I think if Logan Sargent goes to Ferrari or goes to Red Bull, obviously he's not going to. I think that would exponentially uh, change the the American yeah. sort of. If like um, Herta went to McLaren or something, it's yeah. a bit more spicy, isn't it? That's that's going to spike the interest of a lot a lot more Americans, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, it's a good point. I still think Williams would benefit from Logan Sargent being in Formula One as opposed to Nicholas Latifi. Uh, and I think that's definitely worth the risk because we know where Latifi's ceiling is. And unfortunately, the ceiling isn't very high when it comes to his performances. He's not, you know, he's never really been a, a, a you know, oh, well, I'll say that. I mean, he was fastest in FP3 and uh, Purple Sector 1 uh, in the Hungarian GP qualifying. Uh, but 
I think it's worth the risk, personally. You know, Williams have said previously, we don't need the money. We're just looking you know, for good drivers and stuff. They got a bin off Latifi and put someone else in that car. Logan Sargent might well be just as good as 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 uh, as Latifi, but you don't know until you try. So, for my in my opinion, it's definitely worth a go. Uh, but no, I, I've uh, I've been I've been changed. My opinion was originally like, yeah, U.S. market Logan Sargent, they're gonna be right behind, get right behind him. But if they're finishing last every race, that's just not going to be something the Americans are going to get behind. And as you say, my yeah. my Miami experience was, uh, yeah, very much Verstappen and whoever <laughs> was winning kind of vibes. Yeah, and also look at the attendance of Cota and stuff before mm. uh, before they had an American driver. Oh, They've got Tommy, no more tickets realized. to sell. <laughs> Tommy, I just realized we forgot Tom? to rate the first one. Oh, the first one? Yeah, the first one. 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 Okay, there you go. <laughs> and this one... <clears throat> I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna have I think to a give five. It I think it's a five. straight five. The more I've more we've like spoken about, it, the more I've convinced. Like, yeah, they probably don't think twice. Like, yeah. gen- genuinely, next year at Cota, if we go back to Cota, Miami, how many realistically people are going to be in Williams hats and Logan Sargent hats? Not a big percentage, and not not many people are buying their tickets because of I think... Logan Sargent. <clears throat> That's not to discredit him, but it's I just, actually went right. to the Williams pop-up store in in Miami and and had a little look around. Obviously, you know there were quite a few people that turned up when Latifi and Album were there signing stuff. Um, I think I think for those particular races, there's there's going to be an influx of people. If Logan Sargent is racing for them, I think there'll be a lot of interest in that specific moment. You know, if we have American races, I'm sure there'll be a spike. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't think it'll be a long-term thing, uh, which is uh, very good. So, okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to give that a five, Tommy. You're giving it yeah, a five as five well? five as well. <clears throat> That's gone for a four. Stuff. Oh, chat has gone for a four. Cheating. 51% have gone for a four, 28% a five, 12% three, 6% two, and 2% one. Interesting stuff. <laughs> okay. Right. The third hot take of the evening comes in from Julian 31798207. And it is Norris will be the only non Ferrari slash Red Bull slash Mercedes driver to get a podium this year. Sad but true. <laughs> nah, Alonso's getting a podium this year. Oh, see, believe. I want to believe, but I don't believe. Come on. We're going to have one crazy race from here to the end of the season. Uh, we Surely. Have... You know what the the only reason I don't think it will happen is because well there are three factors. One is Max Verstappen doesn't matter where he starts apparently or or whatever he will be on the podium. If Sergio and uh, the two Ferraris fall off the road, it's like oh that opens up a chance. Mercedes bag every possible result, so there's the other two podium slots right there, mm. and then the and then. I almost think that like because overtaking is quite a lot easier, you don't get those races where someone's like completely stuck now, like a Ocon at Hungary or something. Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't go as far as saying like I'd put my house on it, but I it's very much like I'd go with a four. It's, okay. it's, it amazes me that he has got a podium. And and this is probably in a great season, in my opinion, and lots of exciting racing. I think this is one of the the things that has maybe let it down a little bit. Um, if I had to kind of be a negative Nancy and say, "Oh, oh, oh I don't like Paul," which people I think we are, um, 
because we have opinions, but no. Um, I'd say a four, maybe. Okay, I'm going to go... I, I'm relying on a crazy race, which I think the I likes really of Brazil, so. as one example. We've got Spa coming up. All of these changeable conditions. I'm going to go with a one. It's going to happen. I hope, you're, get, I hope you're right. We're going to get an Alpine on the podium. They're going to they're going to scrape one uh, this year, I think. So uh, yeah, I'm going to completely disagree with it. My my brain's going five, but my heart's going one. So I'm going with a one. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that. To be fair, uh, stuff enjoying the chat says rain's the most likely thing to cause it. Totally agree. Um, it needs to be an absolute bonkers race where the top guys all fit the wrong tires or something, and it's chaos. For example, Canada. Alonso, without his issues with his car that he had, yeah. Claimed, well, I know he claims a lot, Mister Fernando Alonso, but he did say that you know the podium was on the cards and he had the same pace as the Mercedes. So I, you know, I'm, I reckon Fernando, he's, he's not past his prime at all. He's ready to to stick a little stick a little podium on, and I know you'd absolutely love that, Tommy. So. I would love that, as would I, as would I, and, and I'll I be doing it. everyone. Okay, here we go. I know a lot of a lot. I know a lot of chat mentioned this at the start. I will do a shoey if Alonso gets a podium. Okay. On the stream. There you go. The Shui on stream when Alonso does a podium. Just like at the beginning of the year when you said you were going to have a Pepsi and milk combination if Mercedes <laughs> oh, didn't get a classic. podium and, and they, they both Rebels DNF on the last <laughs> oh, lap yeah, and Hamilton got it. Oh, you're the luckiest man ever. Right. The poll suggests number three. Three out of five is 48% uh, of you have voted for that. And then we've got a kind of even split between two and four. We've got 10% for five and then 8% for one. Split, split the room, that one, I think. That did split the room. Uh, a three is very much a, I don't know, isn't it really? So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Kind of agree, kind of don't. Fence. Right. Shall we have our next take? I think we should. It Let's comes in it. from Dragon Slayer underscore nine. Piastri should have signed with Alpine. Boom. Oh, okay. We're going okay. big on this one. Piastri should have signed with Alpine. I am going to say no. There has been strong evidence to suggest that whatever the inner workings of Alpine haven't really worked. We've had Daniel Ricciardo go there on a big old deal and then, you know, stuck around for a little while, saw what was going on and then thought, absolutely not. I'm off to McLaren. We have Alonso, who decides to go to an Aston Martin next year over staying <laughs> at Alpine. Like, just, just let that sink in, how Alpine have taken decent steps forward. Alonso has said, you know, they're, they're creating this, you know, package and moving forward, whatever, yada, yada, yada. He's gone, nope, I've got more of a chance of winning a championship with Aston Martin. And, of course, I'm sure there is a good old golden handshake in there as well with, a, with a, some serious cash money from Lawrence Stroll. But the fact is, the way that Alonso went as well, he wanted to cause maximum damage. So whatever's going on in Alpine right now, not working too well. No, I think Piastri right. has got a fantastic opportunity if he does go to McLaren. And he's got a damn good junior record as well. He is highly rated. We won't find out how good he is until, of course, he is racing in Formula One. But he's got a great opportunity to turn up at McLaren, beat Lando Norris, and all of a sudden he's the hottest property on the market. So true. Yeah, I so true, I was, <laughs> yeah, I thought uh, we had the discussion. I think it's when you rang me on the Twitch stream and said, like, I'd probably, you'd probably want to be an Alpine, but I've changed my mind as well because at first I thought, 
No, settling at Alpine. Um, you know, if you don't beat Ocon, you're finding your feet. Um, but then if you beat Ocon, people are going to be like, okay, yeah, Piastri's pretty good. If you beat Lando at McLaren, like you say, you are you are getting talks from like everyone. Everyone wants you. He's the next big thing if he beats Lando at McLaren. So that's a huge opportunity. So I think it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens because obviously if he goes there and he is Danny Rick washed, does do we get the opinion that it's the same as Red Bull where oh you can only, it's Lando's team you can only you can't go up against him he's going to be a teammate killer, but they will always back themselves. You know even Gasly. Gasly would go back to Red Bull, even though everyone thinks that's a terrible idea because F1 drivers will back themselves to the hill and go, I can do this. And I'm sure Piastri is the same. And yeah, McLaren look like a better prospect than Alpine because Alpine have been a bit of a joke, dare I say, recently because there's a, there is something going on there. Ricardo left really quickly. Another thing that I realised, uh, remember the other day, was Alan Prost actually... Um, obviously he wasn't a driver, but he was a manager and stuff. And he left and he was ranting, wasn't he, on openly on Twitter saying, this is a joke. Screw you, Alpine, pretty much as he left. What is going on at that team? So he and he must know a lot even more, not not just that what Alonso knows for him to leave, but the fact that Piastri would immediately burn his bridges with them straight away at the first opportunity. He didn't, with that tweet, he could have quite easily just either kept quiet or gone, I don't think this is correct, but the last sentence of, I am not driving for Alpine, is a statement of intent. So there's something clearly weird going on at Alpine. So yeah, um, I think McLaren, yeah, I'm not not 100% like, yeah, 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 definitely. So I'd give this one a two rather than a one. Yeah, I'm going to give it a two as well. Uh, chat have gone for a one, uh, 49%, uh, quite overwhelming majority there. Uh, 27% for two, 12, uh, 11% for five. So there are some uh, that believe that he should have gone. Um, yeah, I wonder how much he regrets maybe putting that last uh, sentence in, uh, especially if he's going to legally be forced into driving for Alpine next <laughs> year. Can you imagine the uh, the first time back at the factory after that? That would be a or, quite something. Or that because there's even talk that Daniel Ricciardo says, "No, you're right. Don't fancy. Don't don't want to be embarrassed and go back to Alpine. I'll stay." I'm allowed to stay within my right because I've got a contract. Mm. He doesn't accept the money to to do it. And Piastri has another year on the sidelines as a McLaren reserve and has to wait another year. Then, yeah, you'd go, maybe you should have gone to Alpine. At the moment, I'd say no. If he's the reserve driver at McLaren next year, I'd say yes. Maybe maybe should have said that. <laughs> yeah. It's, he, uh... needs to, he needs to start driving. And... He does. He does. Yeah, he does. And I totally understand why. I totally understand why he did um, did what he did and started looking elsewhere because we all thought Alonso was going to stay and mm. he doesn't can't wait around forever because he might be a forgotten champion where people don't don't go to it. So I uh, explored this theory with with Katie, um, but I'll, I'll get your opinions on it as well, Tommy. And it's uh, about the fact of has. Or has Piastri's 
approach to all of this potentially sort of blown back in his face a little bit because you know what you if he's signed something with McLaren or got you know if he's he's got a Zach Brown handshake all of a sudden he's not actually in as powerful position as a powerful as position as if he's signed something and you make a very good point about Daniel Ricardo and he could just turn around and say actually no I don't want your 20 million or whatever it is payout I'm going to stay and drive next year that then puts Piastri in such an awkward and less powerful position where all of a sudden he said that he's not going to drive for Alpine. McLaren can make a decision on whatever they want in this case. And you know, Alpine's burnt the, uh, sorry, Piastri's burnt the Alpine bridge behind him looking at the McLaren pearly gates and then McLaren yeah. like, well, actually. And imagine you... if they just stick like a, an average F2 driver in the seat and Piastri's like, oh, God's sake. Yeah, literally. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was, uh, this is obviously just guesswork at this point but maybe a little bit of shooting from the hip from there but we'll see i'm sure we'll we'll hear in the next you know weeks maybe even months potentially of of when it's all this whole it's, legal battle is is sorted out he signed uh, a pact with uh alonso him and piastri were like let's take him down together i can imagine them having like a video call beforehand <laughs> where alonso was there you know by that whatever he was before he posted on the insta story like right let's move on to the next hot take and it comes in from rchecr and it is Lewis Hamilton will retire this year if he doesn't win a race this season. No. L one. No, one, zero. No not chance. Even, not even possible to be a zero. No. I I think Hamilton is one incredibly motivated after what happened last year uh, in Abu Dhabi. Of course, there was a moment where he what happened? had to reflect <laughs> and uh, whatever. Um I, I mean, you know, there's a moment that he had to reflect on. But he's clearly got over that now, or he's pushing on and he's trying to make that Mercedes car a winning car again. And I strongly believe that Mercedes are going to come good and they're going to start winning races again. And I think the last thing Hamilton wants to do is give up. At the start of you know, these new regulations where Mercedes are still developing, but they still fully believe in their philosophy that you know that, that particular uh, concept of car is going to be a bit of a worldie uh, potentially next year. So I don't think he's going to retire uh, until he's won at least an eighth world title. He might still be going until he's 50, but I'd, I don't think for a second that he's going to throw his toys out the pram if he's not winning. As long as he feels the desire and as long as he's able to put the work in and be the best driver he can be, I think he'll stay probably for an, another two or three years, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, it's clear. The, the last four, maybe even five, four or five races, um, it's just shown that he's still got it particularly like the last two, he is just pure class basically and still that elite driver um, regardless of, you know, people saying how washed he was when he was running all these experimental floors or whatever at the start of the season and finishing 13th behind Gasly. Um, he's shown in those last few races that he's still got it. And as soon as that car is capable of winning, he is winning a hundred percent like he is definitely winning races there's no doubt about it and he's not gonna just i think the motivation will have come from those last few races and him just showing that you know he is there and yeah if they if they get that car he is ready to um challenge verstappen again and uh i'm sure we'll get a much spicier title fight if that's the case and let's not forget as well george russell he's done a brilliant job this year joining Mercedes. So I don't think Hamilton will only have a 
uh, a fight with Red Bull and Ferrari if Mercedes get a, a decent car, but also George Russell, who is uh, incredibly consistent, as we've seen this year, uh, and tots up the points and picks up uh, a lot of podiums, a lot of uh, lot of top fives. So I think um, he's also relishing in that rivalry a little bit as well, I think, Hamilton. Um, he's shown that, especially in the last sort of five or so races, that he's still got it and he's still very, very, very good uh, that he's not going to hang up his his boots and his gloves anytime soon, which I think is great for the sport. I've said time and time again, the minute Lewis Hamilton retires is the minute people wake up and realise what he does for the sport and how important he is to the overall interest. He He's similarly to Michael Schumacher in a lot of ways. Now, he has transcended the sport in, in so many ways and so many great ways as well uh, that when Hamilton does eventually decide to retire, um, the, the haters, the, oh, I'm bored of dominance, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, you, you, you'll wake up and realise that Hamilton absolutely is is key for Formula One. Yeah, he's like Rossi of in MotoGP. People will know him outside and will will watch Ask anyone in the street a question about F1 and people will know, be able to name one driver and it'll be Hamilton. So um, I know not everything's, there's more to life than Instagram, but I mean, he's got more Instagram followers than F1 themselves and no no F1 driver is anywhere near that. So um, yeah, he, he really has transcended the sport and it'd be, there'll be nothing that can like replace him uh, when, when he goes, it would be a massive even though there are great drives in Formula One, no doubt, you know, and this coming from a, a Max fanboy, like Hamilton is ridiculously huge Formula One. And he will leave a massive chasm. But thankfully, he's not retiring anytime soon, hopefully. so. No. Uh, and showing we... that he does, he shouldn't because he's damn good. He damn good. Right. As for the, oh, I actually, I think it was one. It was definitely a one that uh, chat uh, <laughs> graded that one. It's a one from me as well. And it's a one from you, Tommy, I assume. Yeah. Someone and, in the chat said worst, worst take of the night. And I would agree. <laughs> yeah. The coldest, but not a good cold take. You know how cold takes yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway, that's what the kids say. Right. <laughs> final pre-allocated hot take before we go to the WTF1 live Twitch audience for their hot takes which we will, it was 84% was uh, was a one, which uh, there you go, shows everything you need to know about what most people think and don't listen to the echo chamber the final hot take of the evening comes in from Harry Oliver 07 and it is, the Red Bull Academy gets way too much criticism one, why is everything the worst take wait, gets too much criticism? Yeah unfairly, five well, you 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 think that it's it's they work well yeah. as a, as an academy. Yeah, we've just with Helen rinsed, Marco at the helm. Yeah, we've just rinsed Lance Stroll for being an F one and taking up all the seats. They will bring in the best drivers, and if you're not good enough, see you later. Okay. Well, the way I see this, right? Okay. They <laughs> they they promote. I, I'm liking this. Good. Good conversation. Uh, the, chat, it, the chat agrees with us because it's either one or five and nothing else. Yeah. And uh, look at this. 39% have said one. 36% have oh, said five. Oh, yes. This is what um, we need. This okay, is I guess it's how you look at this, right? The way I'm looking at gets way too much criticism is the way that they treat drivers. I think that the way that they have... I mean, some drivers have absolutely deserved the criticism that they have received. And I'm sure I don't need to go into who exactly they are. I'm sure you've seen the news in the previous months and whatever. But I don't think that the way that they do the academy does not nurture talent. 
in any way, shape or form. It is very much perform or cutthroat, gone, see you later. And fair enough, it's Formula One. You want the best drivers. You want people that can deliver under pressure. But when you're young, when you're trying to build all of these skills, I think that the Red Bull Academy, from what we've seen, and they've been off people so quickly, doesn't allow for that nurturing to happen. I compl- I do commend them that they promote the best drivers and they put them into teams. And that's the luxury of having two Formula One teams on the grid. But at the same time, there is a level where, you know, you hear murmurs and how they're actually treated and, you know, the things that they get told after a bad race and yada, yada, yada. But I'm, I I think that, yeah, I I think that the criticism is, uh, is, is fair. Interesting. Uh, Yeah, I don't, I think that, we want the best drivers in Formula One. We don't want people like Latifi and drivers just, you know, just being there for for money. And they give them the opportunity. They throw money at them. And if you're not good enough, then you know, it's uh, you're you're off. Sorry, <laughs> which is savage, but it's elite level sport. So um, it's not a charity. And I wouldn't. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't like it, but then I'm not an elite sportsman. So um, I think that's probably why they've been so successful. And even the drivers, you've got to think that they've supposedly like shafted like a science or whatever. So, so many of them are still in Formula One. And I'd much rather have people like Red Bull in the sport than Alpine, who haven't promoted anyone. And now they finally have completely bottled it. Um, so yeah, I think for Ferrari did well of putting Leclerc and getting him up through the through the ranks and stuff. I, I do think Red Bull are actually a lot better than they used to be, and I think you can see that with Yuki Tsunoda because I love Yuki Tsunoda to bits, but five years ago he's getting fired 100%, mm. and uh, he's surviving the program. So, um, this is a good take. I'm, a, I'm a big a fan of this take. take. It's, a, it's a very five has take. one out with forty five percent of the votes. So well done, Tommy. Uh, one got thirty three percent. Look, I'm just on the on the defense on the the mental health side of things. I think that that there is definitely more support that's potentially needed for some drivers that do get binned off. Uh, and I know it is a cutthroat sport and blah 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 blah. But um, from what uh, yeah, some things you see. And, and I, sorry, go on. I was no, going to say, it's an interesting that um, Red Bull have kind of openly admitted that they're not an academy, though, that they're a driver program and a, that they will basically throw money at you if you don't succeed. Goodbye. It's not a kind of training program, if you like. So uh, they will... It's an army program, the Red Bull Academy, like genuinely. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they and will... they've, yeah, exactly. In the trenches. Yeah. And the people, it is a sink or swim kind of situation and i don't think you know it is perfect for certain people like max verstappen uh sebastian right, bell and his yeah. prime they thrive in it um and that what makes them as good as they are but um the people that can't will never succeed in it and it's savage um but we want the best drivers in formula one so mm. it's it's how it's i'd take that over the opposite side where it's just pay drivers coming in. Yeah, I'm now not I'm, saying it's I'm, perfect, but I'm not saying by any stretch that um that it hasn't been successful. I yeah, just think yeah. uh, the way in which it goes about. I think Helmut Marco and I think someone in chat said as well that that he's toxic. 
Like, I think it's fair. I think it's fair to say that he does not have a filter in the slightest. And if you're on the receiving end of his non-filtered words, good <laughs> luck. Um, but yeah, great take from Harry Oliver 07. That was a, a great divisive uh, one. Love but, a divisive um, take. Though. Yeah, love that. So well done, Harry. Right, Tommy, final thoughts? Final thoughts. Uh, I'm going to ask for some hot takes next week. And I want I want some more split the room, spicy, divisive ones like that Red Bull one. Please. Yeah, the Red Bull Academy one that was, was brilliant. That was quality. Brilliant take. So uh, yeah, have a think. Get involved in our social medias. That's where we'll uh, be popping up uh, for, for suggestions on TikTok, on Twitter, and so on. So uh, get involved. Have a think of that. Thank you to uh, Twitch for tuning in. WTF1 official if you want to, if you listen to audio podcasts right now. Uh, we're now going to raid somebody. So thank you for listening if you're on the WTF1 podcast platforms. Love you long time. See you soon. Bye-bye. Goodbye.